0: all the time. Man has to do more to make it better for him. That said, he did uh, Jordan Love did not play well enough last night. And that's what happens with first-year starters. Okay, most of the time. almonds specifically yes, um, or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts <laughs> work. It's Jason Wildey on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. Also sponsored by Century Foods. Win two tickets to see Green Bay host Kansas City on Sunday, December 3rd. Compliments of Century Foods. Find the weekly code on Century's Facebook or Instagram and enter to win.
1: Before we get to Jason they I do want to hit a couple of these texts that we have on our 800-990-3776. Um line here. So, Chewy, first, uh, Augie and Kiwascom does believe that you could back up an 18-wheeler since you have experience backing up smaller trailers. No problem. My dad who always did the bigger, said the bigger, the easier. As I learned by uh, taught by him, it was true. So, Augie and Kiwaskum believes you could back up an 18-wheeler, Chew. Thank you, uh, Augie. Meanwhile, Lydia from the fall, uh, excuse me, Linda from the fall says, I'm inviting Chew to come teach my fourth graders. That's really hard. Backing up an 18-wheeler? No, she's, she's inviting you to come just teach the class.
0: Oh, I don't do well in that situation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not qualified. <laughs> See, there he's not qualified. Oh, uh, We welcome we him. It. it is time for our friend, our teammate. It is time for Jason Willey. Good morning, Jason. Do you have irrational confidence that you can do a lot of the things? Because Chewie thinks he can do just about anything.
0: Well, it's because he's Superman. He's got the tattoo and everything. Thank you, Jason. Uh, You're welcome, buddy. No, I don't have that problem at all. Uh, I have uh, Joe Thomas imposter syndrome where I'm worried that somebody's going to expose that I am not very good at any of this stuff that I do. So, no, I have the opposite issue. Uh, Although, if Lydia slash Linda does need a sub at some point and it works, you know, it would have to be the off season. I I always wanted to do this when I grew up, right? I, I always wanted to be a sports writer. I used to listen to... Soccer, I mean, Homer, the goat of Wisconsin sports talk. Um, I used to listen to him when he was only, you know, in his like fifties, and I was ten. Um, and so, I, I would love the thing that I would have done had I not done this was I would have become uh, a elementary school teacher. So, really, yeah, I I, I really like. I'm not. I'm not a great X's and O's guy when it comes to basketball or softball or all the things. Jason, that I you're coach, a coach. I you, can't, you can't. You yeah, can't be. I,
1: you can't be revealing that you don't know that much. It's just, you know, it's like Sean Payton showing his play sheet last night. Can't reveal that stuff.
0: Nah, I think. First of all, I think opposing coaches are aware of this. Uh, secondly, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I believe in the power of uh, empowering kids and getting them to believe in their themselves. And working fundamentals, and then you don't have to run the most complicated uh, sixth or seventh grade offense. You can win just by getting them to believe in themselves and shoot the basketball correctly or field the ball correctly. So yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I don't think Chewy is cut out for that. Uh, but I would be more than happy to go like as his proxy. He could go and stand in the room to make sure that the behavior is on point, right? Kind of a menacing uh, bouncer type, and then I'll do the the lesson plan, and then we got it all together. See, my problem with kids at age, Jason, is I'm a huge teaser. I love to tease. (laughs) Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I only endured that throughout (laughs) the early parts of my career, and I wasn't even a fourth grader. (laughs) With that being said, Jason, there was a report yesterday that the Carolina Panthers were interested interested in trading for Christian Watson. So I asked Gabe.
1: I said, "Would they get a second round pick for him?" And Gabe said, "No." So with that being said, does that mean that Christian Watson right now is underachieving if he can't even get Ooh. a draft pick
0: that they gave that they that they picked him in 2 years ago? Yeah, good question. Um it, first of all, like Gabe, you know I love you, but yep. you are you would acknowledge that you're guessing. Like yes, I,
1: guessing. I yeah. I'm right. I'm and the reason why I said that, Jason, is because a he he's has injured. shown yeah. and he hasn't shown an ability to be healthy for all 17 games. There hasn't been a definitive oh this guy's great type thing yet with him. So Agreed. a team that has a second round pick is looking at him, going, well, he's only got three years left on his rookie contract. Do I spend a second round pick and only get those three years or two and a half at this point? Two, yeah,
0: yeah. Two, two and round, a half, right. yeah.
1: So, do I spend that and get two and a half, or do I just hold on to my second round pick and get my own receiver that I, that I then have control with for four years?
0: Yeah. Look, first of all, I don't, I don't think Goody's interested in trading him. Uh, I f- look. Uh, this is actually funny that we're that Linda texted in or called in and that we're having this conversation because I would argue. And I, I know some people get their feathers ruffled when I say that Matt Lafleur has a bunch of children on the offensive side of the ball, but you can't. I would not give up on Christian Watson, 22 games into his NFL career. Now, do I have some reservations about him? Are I you know I think I don't know if Rob Domofsky's told you this story himself when he's been on with you weekly. But one of the great stories that he tells was in the lead-up to the draft, he was talking to an executive for another team, or right after the draft, after the Packers drafted uh, Christian Watson. And the executive said, I would have liked him a lot more if he could catch. Hmm. I mean, that was the knock on him coming out. And, and I thought, and again, I, I am, I'm taking a lot of heat for this because I think whether it's my co-host, who I love, or whether it's the fan base, who I do not tell them how to feel. I'm just telling them how I feel. Um, Nobody wants to hear my – these guys are young, and Matt LaFleur is really having a hell of a time figuring out what's going to work with a bunch of guys like Luke Musgrave, who on third and three runs the wrong damn routes, that if he runs it correctly, he gets the ball, they pick up the first down, and maybe we're talking about how, A, they beat the Raiders, and B, hey, they got off to a fast start last week. And instead, because of those types of mistakes – or the drops leading into the final interception, we, we're we not talking about that. And the sky is falling, and Matt Lafleur doesn't know what the hell he's doing, et cetera. So for me, I want to see more of Christian Watson. I'm not willing to give up on him. I am concerned about his hamstring issues, and I, I am going to put a little bit on him. I know he's tall and, and athletic and super fast, but Chewy as you went through your career and you played in the dark ages, that year that you and Hudson were on the roster together was amazing. (laughs) But you have to, even back then, you knew better. And you knew that if you went out to Nicky's with Frankie Bag of Donuts and Favre and you had a couple too many beers on a Thursday night, that you better hydrate so you're not dragging on Friday. And I don't know what in... Christian Watson's diet or uh, hydration or stretching or whatever it is. But if you know that you are predisposed to hamstring injuries, which I don't think we can deny at this point that he is, you have to do all the extra. That's part of being a pro. And if he figures that out, uh, I still believe he can be a really, really good player because there are, and he's not this guy, but the guy that I think of having watched him eat you guys up, Uh, upon his arrival in the league, he has some Randy Moss traits. He is not Randy Moss. Randy Moss caught all the deep balls that were thrown his way, sometimes with one hand. Christian Watson's got a hell of a a long way to go, but he has qualities that you cannot teach, that are God-given, and he's got to maximize those by taking care of his body.
1: Jason, you've been covering the Packers since 1996. How many teams took five games for you to go... Now I know what their identity is. Because five games in, I would argue, I don't know what the Green Bay Packers' identity is or what they're particularly good at.
0: Yeah, no, you don't know what their identity is. You do. You just don't like their identity. <laughs> and that is, they're young and they screw up a lot. Fair. Very I mean, fair. It's, 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 That's it's very fair. Like, like, And and look, uh, the recency bias that we all experience, myself included, is part of this, right? Because we're in this now. But, look, there were some, some years where... You didn't know what their identity was because they did everything poorly, which unfortunately can also become an identity, right? Like, you know, McCarthy's first year in, in 06, I mean, they couldn't do anything offensively early mm-hmm. on, right? They were converting to a new system. They got shut out by the Bears in the opener. Yeah, I was there for that. Uh, that was painful. The, the, the Patriots, Patriots came to town and Tully Oof. Banta Kane whacked uh, Favre on the elbow and he couldn't feel his hand. And so Rodgers went in and then broke his foot and played the entire second half on a broken foot. But I know he's soft because that's what people say. Uh, so there have been seasons like that. But what you would love is for your team to have, like, you know, whether it was 96 or uh, the 0-3 team had a great uh, identity. They had the best offensive line in football, arguably the best, fo- best offensive line in Packers history, probably after the Lombardi group. Uh, they had a running back who could touch the ball 400 times and put up more than 2,000 yards of total offense. And they had a Hall of Fame quarterback that, while he still threw the occasional knuckle-headed interception, was still at the top of his game. And, th- again, this go- – look, e press I know there's a lot of people that love Goody and think he's done a hell of a job. And I think he has selected some really good players. I would also argue that he is more like Ted Thompson, except he occasionally talks to us more frequently. I didn't see him talk during the bye week. He promised he was going to talk during the bye week. I didn't hear from him this week. Did you? Um, But he, he has chosen to build this team this way. And I keep emphasizing this, but I don't think people appreciate how crazy this is. Their depth chart, and I noticed they moved Josiah DeGuara from fullback on their depth chart on Packers.com to tight end now. And I'm not saying it's because of me, but I do think that they may be thinking, oh, crap, the narrative about this looks really bad. We've got to put him at tight end. At least we'd have somebody experienced. Because if I leave him at fullback, okay, for the point of my argument, their three tight ends are all rookies, including one in Ben Sims who wasn't here in camp. They picked him up off waivers from the Vikings. And it looks like it was a pretty good pickup. Mm -hmm. They're six wide receivers on the roster. Three are rookies and three are second-year players. So you're talking about nine guys that three of them have now played five games of a second NFL season. This is the approach they took. This is what Goody wants. This is Goody admitting out loud, not thinking maybe about the ramifications to people that are more discerning and listening to him, that the whole idea is for them to grow together. Well, if you're growing, we all know whether it was when our legs used to hurt when we were 7 or 8 years old and we tell our mommies that our legs hurt because we were growing, or whether it's a young team or the Milwaukee Bucks of the 70s with that catchy green and growing tune, there's times where you're going to suck because Mm -hmm. you have to learn all this. And they chose to build this team this way and, on top of it, have Jordan Love be their quarterback as the first-year starter. I, I, I'm not an I-told-you-so. I'm just telling you this is the kind of ups and downs I expected. And now I'm wondering, if I caved too early, I still think they're going to win more than the six games I said they'd win. Now, it might only be seven, might be eight, but I think they're going to get some things going here after the bye. They play one of the worst teams in the league uh, if they lose to Denver, though, I'm I'm going to take you know I took today and yesterday off from the show. I'm gonna I'm not coming in. I, I don't want <laughs> the calls, the texts. I'm not going to be here. Sorry, Jason was was Jason was playing the Bears the first game of the year the worst possible thing that could have happened. Totally, it agree. gave it gave people false yep. hope. It's like wow, they yep. are really good. I mean, Jordan was leading the NFL in passer rating through two games. Right, he didn't throw yeah. picks. That's obviously a major. As we know with Aaron Rodgers, that is a major component of having a high passer rating. And then when you throw six in three games, suddenly now you're like, I mean, he's 33rd. I don't know what I don't know how last night's game changed that. I don't think it changed anything. But he entered the by 33rd in the NFL in passer rating. Like that means that what Gardner Minshew or whoever's been starting for Anthony Richardson now has enough attempts that he qualifies, and he's ahead of him too. So, so all 31 teams' quarterbacks. or or all 30 teams' quarterbacks, plus one other that's had two guys start, all have enough attempts that they're better than him completion percentage-wise. That I'm not mad at him. I'm not saying that he can't play. I'm saying that this is the kind of stuff that young players deal with.
1: Yeah. uh, Andy Dalton, also uh, higher than him, by the way. Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) I don't know why ESPN has this numbered this way, but they've got Kenny Pickett at 31, Anthony Richardson at 32, and then Andy Dalton, for whatever reason, who's higher than Jordan Love is listed as 34, Love is listed as 33, and then uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who's been playing for Cleveland as Deshaun Watson has been out, is listed as 36. So, they're missing some numbers, so I think he might actually be 34th in completion percentage. Oh,
0: well, well, I hope that – you know, I know that you and I – I just – I'll never forget this because I love Summerfest and the girls had a great time. They still wear their Grubelofs' one-call-that's-all basketball shirts. They, they're like Yeah, I was about to say, which color?
1: I mean, they, they collected them uh, all, Jason. They were like Pokemon. They
0: did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember being in the trailer with you and Alex Strofe, our young, very talented teammate in Madison, and I remember you and I just – devastating. I mean, he came into that tent, that trailer with all that confidence about this season and we just killed his dreams. And now what we talked about and the growing pains and the frustrations uh, after two games where he didn't really feel them. And you looked at the Atlanta game and some people made excuses for love, but he did go 0 for six in the fourth quarter of a game. They could have won with a field goal, Uh, but there was all that positivity and now there's concern I think there's a, a silent majority of the fan base that still understands and is still giving love the benefit of the doubt. I also think a large swath of that group is pissed at LaFleur and blames LaFleur instead of the new quarterback. So they've got, you know, they've got a lot to figure out. Uh, I don't think Packers fans are anywhere near needing to give up hope, but uh, this, this is what we tried to warn you about way back on like July 8th.
1: Jason, we appreciate the time. Look forward to... Uh, when, when are you when are you back from vacation? When are you going to be back with Tausch? Is it Monday, Tuesday?
0: Yeah, I'll be back Monday. I'm not on vacation. Like, I'm doing my other hits. I would have... You guys botched the clock so badly yesterday. I didn't was, get to come on, but I was, was ready bad. to. But, uh, <laughs> I, uh, and now, now I'm doing it again at 1035. Uh-huh. I know yeah. you got to get the Craig. But I would... I, I just, like... I haven't done my expenses. We had a new rule change, and, like, I've got expenses for pretty much the whole year. So as soon as I hang up with you guys and hang up with Beaver Dam, I'm going to sit down and do them and hope that they get through the system. I had a, I, I'm had doing all these lame things. I'm not doing anything fun. And on top of that, I'm sick because I got the flu shot yesterday. I feel like garbage. So other than that, things are going great. Well, <laughs> glad to hear it, Jason. Best of luck to Take you care, for the go. rest of
1: the weekend. Jason Willie joins us three times a week. Here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. As you mentioned, Craig Carmerson joining us next. But I do want to tell you that Sweetest Day is coming up. We want to make sure that you're equipped to make that special someone in your life extra happy with the Welkie Sweetest Day giveaway right here on 94.5 ESPN. From now through October 20th, head to Welke'sSweetestDay.com to register for your chance to win a Sweetest Day prize pack, a bouquet of flowers from Welkie's Milwaukee Florist, and a $50 Benson's gift card. And it could be yours to share. To register to win it for full contest rules, Head to Welkie's